Welcome. You've joined the Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is the Sexy Lifestyle. Now, here are your hosts, Carol and David. Hi, everyone. I'm Carol. And I'm David. Are you ready to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny? Well, you've come to the right place because that's what the Sexy Lifestyle is all about. And you know, David and I are passionate about making your sex life the best it can be. We sure are. And you know, we love talking about sex and sexuality, sexual pleasure, sexual health, communication, consent, respect, and today all about cannabis. And of course, relationships and how everything ties together. And we hope our discussions open up your dialogue about great sex because... Well, great sex matters. And we all deserve it. We sure do. So like I just mentioned, uh, we're going to be talking about cannabis today. And, you know, with the legalization of cannabis use all over the world um, and the ever-expanding market for cannabis products, are you curious about how cannabis can help women boost their libido, especially when it comes to sex and to menopause related to hormone changes? Well, on today's show, we're going to be talking about how cannabis is the plant for the ladies because THC and CBD oils can have a positive effect on women's libido and sex life. Not good for me. Well, today's discussion is about ladies. Isn't it always about the ladies? Uh-huh. All mm-hmm. right. Well, you Fine. picked the guest, honey. That's the way you want it to go. I did. Well, Laura's <laughs> going to have a lot of fun. But before we bring her on, we want to remind everybody about our top waterproof blanket because great sex is messy sex and nobody wants to sleep in the wet spot. So if you're fed up with having to change your sheets every time you have sex, then you need one of our top waterproof blankets. It's 100% waterproof and leak-proof and guarantees to keep your bed and mattress dry, pillows too, no matter, no matter how wet it gets. <laughs> That's right, baby. From, from massage oils to silicone lubes or any sort of sexy wetness, you just have to throw it in the washer and dryer and it comes out looking like brand new. And you don't have to leave your house to get one. Simply and safely go to Amazon and order yours today. Search Top Waterproof Blanket. That's T-O-P, Waterproof Blanket. Well, great sex starts now, baby. It sure does, babe. And uh, we don't have to remind everybody who we are. They know we're Carol and David. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. And we have a super special guest on um, April 20th. We did a show um, all about cannabis, which is, you know, the National Cannabis Day. And today we found someone else who has a very special niche when it comes to cannabis sex and women. Laura Hamilton is a certified cannabis educator from womensexandcannabis.com who has an inspirational uh, mission to get a million women orgasming. I love it. That's a tough word, orgasming. I know, it was a tongue twister. A million women orgasming. (laughs) For me, I'm just going to use coming. Oh, okay, sure. A million women coming. Sure, let's do that. Multiple orgasms. Okay. What if a woman had like seven orgasms at the same time? Is it like a million orgasms or a million people? We'll ask Laura in a minute. Laura, welcome to The Sexy Lifestyle. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you very much. And a million women orgasming, that's an earth tremor. Yes, absolutely. All at the same time would be even more spectacular. Well, Carol had five last night, but so that's one woman, five orgasms. We could have like a billion orgasms. A billion, <laughs> even better. Well, it's let like her exponential. Yeah, let her start with her million ma- mission for a million, and then it can move on to being a billion. I and think. fake and orgasms don't count oh, because no. nobody should ever fake. No, no, no. All right, they and don't. They should never go missing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
So thank you so much for spending some time with us today. Tell us a little bit about how COVID has affected your life, your sex life, your relationships, whatever it is doing to you because we are kind of stuck in our homes. Well, definitely it's been a challenge. Uh, I'm a single woman, so uh, I don't have the ability of like reaching over and going, you know, get busy. Uh, So, you know, I've had to really deal with self-care and like, thank God my vibrator has rechargeable (laughs) batteries. Otherwise I'd be my own environmental disaster and I wouldn't be able to live with myself, you know? Um, So it's been a lot of vibrator use and a lot of camera use. Um, Luckily I've already gone through long distance relationships before and when COVID hit and we're now in sight isolation, I'm like, ugh. Not this shit again. Oh. <laughs> uh, so having to to be separated, the intimacy is now non-contact. Right. So it's all a mental exercise. And it's daunting. It really is. And, and my sympathies to all the single people out there because, you know, I relate to it 100%. Well, I'm glad that you're doing well because you do have your little special weed and all of your expertise in that that's helping you along. So that's awesome. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, I think it's really vitally important for people just to be intimate with themselves. I mean, I put on my Saturday night lingerie on Saturday night and put the lippy on and then go, you know, call me. Look at this fabulous list. Exactly. So, um, you know, it's important for people to still be connected to their intimate selves, even if they're in yoga pants, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, even yeah. if those yoga pants are getting tight. You know, you know. <laughs> getting tight, get it? They're getting everyone's, tight because yeah, everyone's eating, eating a little bit too much. Yeah, but yeah. I was going to say that one of our sponsor friends, Love Honey, they have a toy where you can do double penetration with self-pleasuring. So you put one in your pussy, one in your ass, and it's like someone else is there. <laughs> That's all David can wow. think about, right? I'm going to try it. <laughs> I'm sure you That's will, honey. Oh, I only that have one so hole. <laughs> right. You're right, baby. You're making this up as we go along. I just need a butt plug. So let's get back to the show. So Laura, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got into this realm of sexuality? Uh, you mean within the cannabis space? Yeah, or well, in general, how, why, why are you interested in, in sexuality, even in the cannabis space, which is where you're at? Uh, okay, uh, as I was studying cannabis, um, I realized that how much the cannabis plant affects the uh, sexual organs of women, like just from a pure biological way. Um, we, we have something called the endocannabinoid system, and uh, I don't want to overwhelm anyone with the science, but if you drew a picture of it, it would look like our nerve, our central nervous system. And uh, there are two concentrations of cannabis receptors. One of them is in our brains, and the second one is in the female sexual reproductive organs. And, and Laura, so, and, and Laura, just just because inquiring minds want to know, wh- mm-hmm. why, why did you? Why did this tickle your fancy? Why did like, did you read it in an article? Did you see it on TV? And you said, oh, I want to learn about this. I want to give courses on this. Because um, we're going to get into the ifs, ands, or and hows, and whys, and everything in, in a little bit later in the show. But, sure. like, we always want to know why people move their world into sexuality. And you're specialized sure. in libido and menopause. Okay. I spent 17 years on Bay Street in Toronto in a corporate job 
And I was really unfulfilled um, in a professional way, but also that bleeds into your personal life. And I was just finding that unfulfillment uh, just expressed itself in a lot of unsatisfying sex, let's put it that way. And uh, in my pursuit of finding my own sexual fulfillment, um, I I knew I wanted to transition out of my corporate life. And in 2018, when cannabis legalization happened, uh, that was my get out of Dodge sign, you know, emergency exit this way. And I just threw myself into studying everything I could find out about cannabis. And the more I learned, the more that I realized how female centric this plant is and how it could really, it really is the potential to change women's lives. Uh, especially when I was reading about how it affects the body uh, for going through menopause and all of the benefits that can help that way, as well as for sexual performances. So there's actually courses, certified courses out there that you can take to become an educator related to sex and cannabis? Uh, not directly with the sex and the cannabis that, uh, they're in development as far as I know, but there's nothing that certifies the sex plus the cannabis. Um, but I have um, been taking certified cannabis courses for the last few years, including, you know, Durham College, uh, Cannabreps, Tricome Institute, and the Michener Institute, which is here in Ontario, that's run through the University Health Network. So you are an expert on cam- cannabis, and you're an, I'm assuming you're a cannabis yeah. user as well. Yes, okay. yes, I absolutely, and I and I have definitely experimented on myself. Um, you know, lockdown has its uses. So basically, I've been my own chemistry experiment, and I have been infusing flour with olive oil and experimenting on my body to find out for myself, what would happen if somebody infused olive oil, for example, and used it on a salad, but also used it on their, uh, you know, tits and ass. And wow. said, like, hey, what's, what's going to happen here? I, I, and I, find out for myself. I don't know. When we were going to school, we had like special places on campus where we got to smoke up because, you know, that's how we got away from school. And now I'm getting this picture that people are going to get a degree with that little weed and says, I have a master's in smoking up or a master's in being stoned. I mean, how cool is that? How is this very cool how society is changing? Well, just so everybody knows, it's not only for pleasure based, it's also medicinal use, right? You learned all the different things. But as still, well. you're getting Absolutely. a degree in pot. <laughs> yeah. Well, or CBD cool. or, or all that stuff that was yeah. that was illegal. And, you know, here I am. I went to school, <laughs> got a degree in it. It's not what I used to get through school. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? No, that's very yeah. cool. And it must have been yeah. very interesting to do that because you're, it's kind of unique, right? Did you feel kind of special that you now are an expert in this, uh, I guess, a mysterious plant and we all want to try it and we all want to know what uh, it does and does it make you feel special? Uh, I don't know if it makes me feel special uh, more than it feels like I'm on a mission. Okay. Uh, and, and I really feel it's my duty to kind of give my knowledge outward uh, because I know that it can really help people. There are so many 
elements to this plant and it's just a plant and yet it has so many medicinal applications to the human body and not just from a physical point of view but also from a psychological point of view there is so much chemically that is happening with cannabis that it's going to take a hundred years of scientists going 24 seven to try and unlock all of what the potential of this plant is. Well, I originally thought that cannabis use for medicinal use was really for um, helping with pain and relieving pain and chronic things like that. Uh, and it's expanded so much since then. What else is it used for? Well, um, part of cannabis is the, the chemical synapses in our brain and the the centers of our brain that have to do with stress management and the formulation of actual positive memories and thought patterns are stimulated by the chemical components in cannabis which is why some people when they say oh i've taken too much thc i feel very anxious and it's because of the stimulation in those brain centers that you know, for your particular brain, that's not going to be the strain for you. And, and that's the problem with cannabis is that it happens on an individual basis. It, there's no predictability with this plant. I cannot write at this point in, na- in time with the science we have. I can't predict what the plant's going to do for you or do for you. Oh, and I'm pointing. <laughs> <laughs> and plus, there's so many different strains, so we kind of have to test it ourselves, right? Yes, yeah. and that is the complication with cannabis. And and I can see why the medical community is very hesitant when it comes to saying, you know, this is a free-for-all, feel free, mm. you know, stuff as much in your mouth as you want. It's, it's a complicated thing because of the way our bodies work. Yeah. And how cannabis is an individually absorbed plant in unpredictable ways as the science stands now. Right. Um, and it's a journey. But once you hit the right strain, it's going to be the, you'll want fields of it growing everywhere. Um, <laughs> so t- absolutely. Tell us why you call it the, that cannabis is the plant for the ladies. Explain a little bit about that now. Okay. Um, as you said before, it's, Uh, cannabis is usually prescribed for pain management and that sort of pain um, is addressed in cannabis in a way where it it dumbs it dials down our body's volume of pain so how intensely and irritating the pain is cannabis helps dial that down and cannabis has been used in um traditional medicines for childbirth, for menstrual cramps, for for that sort of, um, you know, female sexual organ uh, maintenance, I guess. And and it's been a traditional um, medicine for that, for millennia. So um, that's why I call it the plant for the ladies, because cannabis helps with uh, the um, ability for our body to deal with the cramps involved in that sort of physical activity that unfortunately isn't gonna have the same reaction with the men. So that's why I call it the 
the uh, plan for the women. Wow. And we're going to talk a little bit later exactly how that works with women, but let's talk a little bit about what menopause is, and then we'll see how the application works when it comes to menopause. Let's talk about the symptoms, the age. Give us a little debrief of what menopause really is. Ah, yes. Well, um, when I was growing up, we, uh, it was called the chain. Yes. You know, and it is basically, uh, the chemical changes that a woman goes through when she's approaching the end of her fertile years. So there's fluctuations of estrogen, there's more testosterone in the system. So there, there's like a chemical tornado that happens sometimes for a decade and there are lots of different side effects as the body is dealing with the end cycle of your life like not your life your but reproductive your, life yeah for your reproduction. Your reproduction abilities and your body is trying to stabilize itself with this final flush of of chemicals and hormones and that unfortunately has so many different side effects and it really sucks to go through this as a woman because you've got your life together and now life is giving you a full beard. <laughs> ah, deal with that. And unfortunately, often a dry pussy. Mm-hmm. So, and, and not only dry, but pain during penetration hot flashes how are you going to feel sexy when you are literally dripping in sweat and going i need to lie in the freezer for five minutes <laughs> you know? so it, it's there's so many side effects that happen with menopause that uh you know makes it very difficult to to put on your you know glad rags and kind of go hey come over here and Let's, let's do a dance. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> have, you, have you experienced any of that, hun? All of that. All of the above and beyond. And we'll talk a little bit more about the beyond because that's what our next segment's all about. Let's how take come a- no, how come, hang on one second before yeah. we take a okay, commercial. Sure. How come nobody ever talks about how menopause affects men? And I'm not talking about us hormonally, us psychologically, <sighs> how we have to be patient and we have to Poor understand. You. No, 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 no. I'm being serious. I'm being Hun, serious. You're I'm not being, going through the shit. I so we have no sympathy for you. No, but we have to. We have to be comforting. We have to be good friends. We have to understand. And we have to really realize that you're not doing it on purpose. It's mother nature. Um beating up your body really yeah and you're absolutely right there is not enough education for women or men when it comes to menopause we really don't know all there is that needs to be imagine known. if there's a study done on how many relationships break up because unfortunately a woman is going through menopause and the guy is just a fucking dick yeah, and can't and, deal yeah. with it and says i'm out of here it's 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 got to be That's in the probably, millions it's probably one of the reasons that guys want to go with younger women again you know they, want, they don't want to go through it. They don't want no, to deal I'd with like it. I like the MILF you are and, and the great sex and experience that you have. All right, okay. let's take a commercial okay. and we're going to talk about real ins and outs of cannabis in the next section. Let's just remind everybody, we are Carol and David. This is a Sexy Lifestyle. We're having an amazing discussion with Laura Hamilton from sexwomenandcannabis.com all about using cannabis and all the different oils to help with symptoms of menopause. Coming right up after this break, we'll continue our discussion. So, you know, people have been asking us, what's changed after four years of doing the podcast? Well, a lot has. But to be honest, the orgasm gap still remains a challenge for many couples. You know what I'm talking about. Men tend to finish before their female partners. 
You've heard us talk about Promescent for years. Their urologist-developed FDA-compliant delay spray can help men last up to 64% longer without loss of sensation. And it's great because Promescent is quickly absorbed into the penis and it doesn't transfer to your partner. And speaking of your partner, I think we can all agree that sometimes women, even when alone, still have challenges around reaching orgasm. So now, Promescent has created a female arousal gel. I love it. It's a clitoral stimulant that she can rub into her clitoris for increased pleasure and a lot more satisfaction during pretty much any type of sexual activity that you can think of. Absolutely. So now they've got promescent delay spray for him and arousal gel for her. So basically, they're closing the orgasm gap on both sides. And remember to check out their amazing lubes as well. Yeah, trust us. Try these amazing products and you'll thank us later. Seriously, just write to us at ask at and tell us how it went. So try Promescent today. Just go to the website www.promescent.com. That's P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T dot com. Yeah, and now, and especially for a limited time, if you enter Sexy Lifestyle 15, you'll get 15% off every order. And remember, tell your friends too, that's Sexy Lifestyle 15 for 15% off. All right, we're back. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David, and we're having a great chat with cannabis educator Laura Hamilton, and we're going to continue our discussions about sex, women, cannabis, libido, menopause, sex, and all those great things that tie them all together. All right, I think that we could start this segment a little bit with, uh, what about like a cannabis 101 lesson? For example, what is it? Where does it grow? So I just want to... How do we get it? I just want to step forward and say that... I have never used cannabis. I've never smoked up. I've never had a cigarette in my life. I've never, I've only had secondhand smoke. Okay. So I'm going to sit here and listen. Oh, I see. Because because I want to learn and I'm open to trying Mm -hmm. some of this stuff if it's going to enhance our sexual experiences. Wow. So Laura, you got the floor. Wow. Okay. Well, um, for someone who is a complete cannabis newbie the one main thing you should take away would be to have respect for the plant because that's what it is cannabis is a plant and it is a drug and people need to take the idea of cannabis seriously like in adults um there are side effects and uh they are not necessarily positive ones for people who take too much of it too soon and uh, are um, unfortunately going to end up with some unpleasant memories of using it. So just put that, that's my disclaimer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's my disclaimer. But first and foremost, cannabis is a plant. And when we're talking about um, using cannabis in a sexual way, whether it is by vaporizing, smoking it, eating it, using it as a topical, we're talking about using just the flower of the plant. And within that flower, there is something called a trichome, which is when you look at the plant, you'll see like these little kind of flat, oh, glistening, almost looks like snow. Those are trichomes, and that's where the medicine and the cannabinoids are produced. They're almost like glands on a plant. So when we're consuming cannabis, 
that's what we're trying to get at. That's the the prize, you know, the ring that we're trying to grab onto. That is the uh, trichome produced chemicals. When we're talking about using cannabis to address certain situations, we are looking for uh, cannabinoids, okay? And the most common one that I'm sure you've heard of is THC and CBD. But there are hundreds of cannabinoids within the cannabis plant. We only know, we're just beginning to know how these interact with each other. So even though it's just a simple flower bud, it's very chemically complicated, especially how we as humans, when we eat the plant or smoke the flower, or whatever, use cannabis plant, how it interacts in our body is an individual thing. I have is a question. No, I think this is wonderful. So I've just learned something new about using the plant as the flower part of the plant. So when you see a cannabis plant, like, you know, the sign, the five... Um, skinny what? leaves that are all today joined together i always mm -hmm. thought you were smoking the leaves no ah no you, absolutely not I didn't know. but what are you on what? weed or something yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> but you know those those leaves yeah if you eat those leaves they're awesome for you oh. they have something called thca okay. which is um a, it's a cannabinoid that, you know, is found in the plant, but the plants are really, uh, the whole plant, including the roots, can be ground up and used in tea. You can eat the leaves. The leaves are actually quite tasty. You can throw them in a salad. You're going to be getting a, a really good nutritional you know, better than arugula, more interesting wow. to grow, grow in the garden. You know? Okay, so now and I have one other question that just popped into my mind. So when we talk about marijuana and cannabis, are they interchangeable? Yes. Okay. Yes, so they are. Why is the legal version called cannabis and the smoking up version for, that hippies used was called marijuana? Um, I think you have to go back to the history of cannabis use in North America because marijuana has racial um, history behind oh, it. Okay. And uh, that was uh, used as um, part of the reason why cannabis became illegal in North America for almost a century. Mm. Um, so they used marijuana as a way of suggesting that the uh, Mexican and Latino populations of California were smoking this marijuana mm. and they were, you know, being crazy and raping all of the white ladies in Los Angeles. Oh my gosh. So, okay. I get it. I get so it. Interesting. Marijuana is not a term that is being endorsed by the legalized cannabis community because of that racial history around that name. There are people who say uh, within the Latin community uh, that marijuana doesn't have the same sort of uh, bad reputation, but just from the, the culture at large, marijuana is considered more racially charged than cannabis, which is the actual name of the plant. Right. It's cannabis sativa. That is the the, the botanical name, and uh, the the industry has decided to 
embrace cannabis. Wow, that's very it's very interesting and it makes sense. So earlier before the break, we were talking about menopause, how it happens to women. And even though David's lamenting that it also affects men, we're only going to be talking about no, the no, 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 women no, no. portion. I, I, I got I to <laughs> correct it. It's not that it affects men. I wanted to make a point for the men out there that they need to understand and be sympathetic and empathetic to the women who are going through menopause. It's not something they do on purpose. And it's something that they just have to understand. It's the same thing when a woman is pregnant. They change. And it's not that they're doing something because their hormones are all over the place that's that's um, directed at them on purpose. It just is, and they have to be understanding. Okay. So, so I'm, not say, I'm not saying that, that it's, it's something that's wrong. I'm just saying it has to be understood and and. You know, be a good friend and be understanding and be a good listener and a good communicator. All those things that make good relationships. And when people go through menopause and pregnancy, it's tough. Relationships are tough sometimes and you have to work through it. And I'm just saying, guys, it's a fact and it happens. And when you work through it, you end up with a great sex life that we have together. Wonderful. That is nice. Thank you, David, for bringing that we up. Because we had a rough patch when you went through yes. your menopause. Yes. Like, yes. I, I, I got tired of both my hands. <laughs> all right. That's not what today's discussion I is all about. I got a stroke or two. <laughs> what I'd really... Well, you know, there's, there's a safe answer for all the men out there, for their ladies who are going through menopause. If she's getting emotional, just say... Honey, you look beautiful. Here's a piece of chocolate. There you go. I like that. There you, you know, go. Or a hash brownie. That's the situation. So of all the products that you get out of this plant, which you're telling us there's hundreds of cannabinoids, there are cannabinoids yeah. is the right word. Uh, there yeah. are two major uh, ones, the CBD oil and the THC. How do those particular things affect the women and how are they used for women in menopause to help them um, have better sex, I guess is the question. How does that work? Oh, okay. Well, uh, in, in two two ways uh, for both of those different chem, uh, chemicals, components. One of the reasons that menopause and cannabis are good friends is because the side effects of cannabis, cannabis use, includes body temperature regulation. Oh. So if you were taking... And of course, under medical supervision, I'm not talking about adult use, recreational use right now. I'm talking about actually a medically supervised uh, cannabis patient will be able to modulate body temperature. So the hot flashes can be reduced. And that I know is very um, uh, personally how do I put it? Uh, embarrassing, I guess. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's the hot flashes are something that women find difficult to to deal with. It also has to do with pain management, uh, pain within uh, the um, vaginal pain, back pain. You know, we all are going through pain when we're getting through this to this age, and uh, cannabis can be used as a topical, so that can help with the production of natural secretions. Mm -hmm. So okay. you're, yeah, so you're not having to be dependent on the amount of lube, you can produce your own natural lube. Uh, it can help with the blood flow to your vaginal areas. You can use suppositories that can help 
relax and uh, uh, help with the pain for penetrational sex. And there are also anal ones too. So if you want to have some anal sex tonight, there are uh, anal suppositories as well. So there are many different options to help with what you're taking cannabis for. Um, and so that's basically so when why you, I love When you're on the program of taking cannabis, it's something you need to continue to do. Is it a daily thing that you have to put uh, topical on or uh, ingest? Or is it something that changes and then it stays changed? Uh, well... Certainly, I would say that it's it's not something. If we're looking just from a sexual performance point of view, it, it would be like at 15 minutes beforehand. Oh, okay, <laughs> you know what I mean. It's just like, okay, let it absorb. 20 minutes. Figure something else so you can play with for 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you know there are all sorts of fun places on a woman that you can play. Right. So it usually takes about 20 minutes for it to be absorbed if it's a topical. If you're ingesting something, it, usually, it can take up to an hour. Um, but the, you know, the, the THC factor, okay, is something that stimulates glands in our brain. And I think that women's orgasms usually start above the neck rather than below it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, that helps with the uh, mental stimulation of, oh, my God, I'm getting really horny. Okay, you know, you yeah. better get over and, and she needs that arousal. She needs to get aroused before she can even start getting lubricated and getting ready for penetration. Exactly. Now, and yeah, the, the, there's something called the CB1 receptor, which is found in our brains. And the chemicals in cannabis, specifically in THC, stimulate these brain receptors. And these brain receptors are responsible for the pleasure centers. So these things are sparking in our brains, things like we're heating up the engine. Wow, you look sexy. You know, all of a sudden things look quite delicious. And that's when you're like, yeah, get over ready here. to go. Now yeah. we've, we've heard and we've had guests on our show that talk about the topicals that you put right on your pussy, right on the clit, right on yep. the vulva. How do those work and do they stay for hours or like Carol's a big squirter. If she squirts, is it going to get washed off and you have to apply it again? Yes, it's a topical. <laughs> right. But <laughs> it's a topical. Um, the, I don't want to be 100% predictive here because I, I can only go through my own antidotal experience and from my friends. Usually with a topical that you're putting directly on your vagina, I've had it the feel the side effects, the tingling, the feeling fuller and flush and like juicy. That feeling lasts for about an hour and a half. Oh, that's nice. That's good. Yeah. 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 Uh, so if you're going judge your performance accordingly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I like that. You'll um, need you'll need to have re reapply three or four times when we have sex. Well, David, for sure, because we have like all day sex, right? That's all we do. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Not everybody. Just so you know. Right, we would love right, to, though. It would right, be very, very right. nice. Maybe maybe when we're at hedonism this winter, we can try one day where all we do is have sex. 
Okay. On we, the beach. We can try that. Sure. Sex on the beach. Sure. On the raft. Yeah. I, I just do want to get back to our show and ask you a question regarding THC and CBD, which there are very different products, right? One is that hallucinogenic type and the other one is not. Can you, in your you know, educated words, explain that to our audience, the difference between these two? Okay. One, uh, both CBD and THC are psychoactive, meaning that CBD is mood altering. It does, but what it's not is intoxicating. THC is also psychoactive, but it is intoxicating, which means that it's not just an enhancer like CBD generally is something that dials things down. So if it was the volume control on your cell phone, it's going to bring that volume down a bit. It's not going to make you feel, you know, lightheaded or euphoric or high. Whereas THC not only turns the volume down, but makes you giggly. Okay. So and, and intoxicated. So when you put THC infused oil on your clitoris or in, on your vulva, it's going to start giggling. It, it does. You, do you feel it in your brain as well? Uh, yeah. Okay. So oh. now we're talking about. Yes. Okay. It's there's going to be a, a different stimuli when you're taking the T H C when you put it just on your pussy, it's not gonna make you high. Okay. But that THC, okay, is going to be delivering different chemical signals to your body, which is going to have secondary reactions. So that THC if you're just putting it on your, your vagina, it's not going to intoxicate you. However, I must stress that if you are using a THC-infused lube on your vagina and somebody is, and you have penetrational sex, there is a chance that that person can test positive for a drugs test. Wow, wow, that's interesting. Now, what about if he licks your pussy, obviously, he's going to be ingesting it. Yeah. Is he going to get high? He's no, no, no it's not enough. No, it's not, not enough. Okay, high. all right. Okay, okay. But um, that's what a cheap date is going to do. He's going to let you pay for it, put it on your pussy. He's going to lick it and get the effects for free. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, it doesn't quite work quite like that. <laughs> okay, but, probably good. Uh, just as a precaution, just because of the sensitivity of drug tests, it does not mean that that person was high, but because the THC can be transferred. Uh, from the the surfaces of your vagina, which is kind of like the inside of your cheek, um, there is a chance that that chemical will be present on that person and they can test positive. Right. Uh, just because of the sophistication of the drug test, not because this is a way for somebody to get a secondary high. Now, I know that you give courses of how to incorporate THC or cannabis products into your sexuality. You do workshops, and you also have a very cute assistant, Lola. Why don't you yes. first start by describing your assistant? I know this is only audio, but everybody needs to in be introduced to Lola. Tell, tell us about her. We'll put Lola her. up on, on, our, on yeah. her guest page she, on our She will website. be a guest page. Yeah, okay. She will be a guest uh, for sure, yes. Okay. Well, I'm going to bring her out. There we go. Yeah. I see there her. <laughs> yes. Um, Lola is what I call my pussy puppet. Uh, this was, she was created basically because when I was doing my workshops, 
I realized that even in a small intimate setting, women were not open to talking about sexual performance issues and menopause and having a dry vagina and the problems in the bedroom. They were not opening up. They were not being feel free, feeling the, the ability to disclose what their problems were. And I thought, what can I do to help women break out of this shell and say, we are in a positive space. This is what we're going to be talking about. And I was talking to a friend of mine who was a puppeteer. And I was like, you know, what is it with puppets? People react to puppets and all, everyone loves puppets. What I need is a pussy puppet. And he's like, that's a brilliant idea. So he got me in touch with a puppet maker. And I'm sure that was one of those emails that uh, <laughs> off and put in a frame. I said that I wanted a non-threatening giant vagina with googly eyes and and then just said Go, run with it and let me know <laughs> send me send me the invoice and she came back with um with lola and unfortunately because of this is a podcast and you are far away she's very soft like she definitely went all out with the soft material and 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 i encouraged people to talk to her because she is of course washable so how do you how do you use her as a tool in your workshops what do you make yes, people I, do yes as soon as i bring her out people are like oh my god is that yes it is it is lola for my giant pussy puppet and we're gonna talk and then that usually gets people you know feeling less self-conscious oh my god yes we all everyone in the room because my workshops are for women Everyone in the room has a vagina. So now that we've had the seen the pussy puppet, we can all put all of our embarrassment or whatever into the puppets already there. So and, we can and, move on. And what are some of the top two or three things that you find women are like, holy fuck, I didn't know about that. This is like mind blowing to me. What, what are some of the things you, you use Lola for to show them? Honest to God, basic biology. Yeah. Unfortunately, so right? So many women, when I explain that this is a clitoris on, and her nose is the clitoris, the number of women I've had to even walk through what the clitoris is. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I was like, wow, okay. So that a part of the, the biggest surprise for me is women I, that I never expected are just woefully ignorant of their own biology do you think do, do women do women get surprised when you tell them that the clit isn't just that nose that button that you just shows and it went then it goes down and it has legs three or four inches down and that's why they need to when they self-pleasure or when they have a guy they need to tell them massage and take care of my whole clit not just that little button yes uh, uh, i am always in shock at the the number of women who are just ignorant of their own biology and there is uh not that i'm uh, a representative of this but there is something called oh my god yes mm -hmm. where it is a program that i would highly recommend for couples as well as women where that it, it's a, a full course on vaginal stimulation and orgasm with an interactive vagina that you can both play with and you have to make the vagina come wow using 
using the technique that is just being talked about, like edging. Okay, let's edge this vagina together. And uh, that is, uh, I find fascinating. Um, and I think that part of Lola and my workshop is being women being comfortable with their own vaginas. Mm -hmm. And there's women who are still very awkward with their vaginas. Mm -hmm. And that I always feel that this is the reason why so many women are sexually unfulfilled because they don't understand how their vaginas work on a very basic level. Mm -hmm. Do you think many women haven't had the opportunity to actually take their fingers and play with their um, vulva and put them inside and feel the spongy tissue and try and hit the G-spot and take the time to educate themselves on their own insights. Yeah, exactly. That's what she's saying. Most people uh, don't do yeah. that. So do you have them do that in your class? Masturbation and women uh, is not, shall we say, actively encouraged, yeah. <laughs> you know, especially if you're from a certain generation. And, you know, I've, I'm a Gen Xer. I can assure you the, uh, the idea that a young girl should spend some quality time masturbating was not actively encouraged at right. all. <laughs> but I'm super happy that that's one of the things that you are letting women open up and getting to talk about their vaginas and the issues they have with their vaginas and finding out that there's similar issues out there with a lot of women and that you're going to offer them some solutions for that. So how often do you do your courses and workshops? Uh, my workshops right now are, are on a booked basis. Mm -hmm. I uh, am always happy to do uh, workshops with groups of women, um, but I don't have like Mondays, it's vaginas, okay. Tuesdays, more vaginas. Huh. So it is on a, on a booked basis. Um, and I do find that right now people are it's just such flux that i'm waiting for um more when the winter sets in going something's got to change here yeah. i think with the new year coming up people are like what am i going to do this winter i'm not going to go through another lockdown without uh more ammunition to keep me <laughs> and, and laura do, do you talk to the women about the need to communicate to their partners how to satisfy their needs because i know i mean we're, we're in the swinging world and all we do is talk about sex and what's good for our bodies and communicating it to our partners and to the other people that we're playing with but in a normal relationship i don't think and i was in my previous marriage i didn't do it and i know carol didn't do it do you tell the women that once they figure out what makes them go swoosh and wet and and um, excited pussies that they have to tell their partner, their husband, that, you know, don't lick my clit for a half an hour on the same spot. I need more stimulation. And, you know, I don't like when you squeeze my nipples hard. I like when they're massaged softly. And don't shove your fingers into my pussy and ram your hand in there like you're, like you're um, you know, hammering a nail. I like it more gentle. I mean, you're teaching them what they're learning about their bodies, but it's also important, don't you think, for them to communicate it to their partners? Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. And I do find, in my experience, that women start talking about sex after 35. Hmm. Oh, you know, they get, they're just like radio silence. Hmm. Nobody talks about sex anymore. 
So if they're not talking about it to their girls after a couple of bottles of wine and they're not being, you know, fully honest with their girlfriends, I, I can't see how they would do it with their partners hmm. because so there is just, there's just so much emotional baggage with women's sexual performance in a long-term relationship that it, it you know, I, I, I'm only speaking from antidotal uh, evidence because I am single. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Yeah. So I, I I'm only can tell you what I finally get honest feedback when I finally get it from the women. Right. Is that they are afraid to be honest because that's going to open up a whole floodgate of other issues that, you know, the unsatisfying sex is merely a symptom of much bigger issues. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And that's not always an easy conversation to have. Not that we shouldn't have it. Of course, we should have it. And all of those great examples that David gave um, of what the woman should express to her partner, which so many women don't, you know, those are just examples. But, you know, some women do like it hard and some women do like to be squeezed hard, which is fine. But the thing is that we're just not saying those things. And I didn't in my past marriage and David's ex-wife didn't for him in his past marriage. So it's Um, one of the main reasons that we have our, our show right now. Our podcast is about opening up dialogue. So we can have that great sex that we all deserve. And ladies, 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 even though you think we can, men cannot read minds. Exactly. We cannot. cannot. Just just use your mouth the same way you give us great blowjobs. Just use your mouth and tell us what you want and how you like it. And, you know, we talk about how things change. And, you know, if, if things were good last month like this and you found a new technique, we'll share it with your partner and... That's how you you spice up your sex life and you keep it alive and you keep it um, evolving all the time. And the other thing is that sometimes we don't know how to start that hard conversation that where it's really uncomfortable. But one of the hints that David just gave us today was like, honey, my body's changing right now. There are things that feel good that didn't feel good before and things that feel bad that used to feel good. I'd like to discuss that with you and maybe we can make a change up in the bedroom. And that's actually a good excuse to start a conversation. Let me show you. Let me show you. Sure. If she knows, but also they can discover it together. They can go through the journey together and figure out what, what works and what doesn't work. Because when I touch myself, it does feel different than when David touches me, even though I've explained it, his hands are different. His speed is different, etc. So you can still go on the journey together. I'm going to show you later. <laughs> David's something, something new. Yeah. Well, this is well, you all. You also have to uh, make sure that the man is open to the conversation mm-hmm. as well. Yes. I mean, you can you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink, right? <laughs> yes. And yeah, maybe that's why I have sex with younger men. Uh, that's okay they, too. <laughs> take they take instruction better. <laughs> uh huh. And they just want to please, and they're just happy to make you happy. So that's all good. This is all amazing stuff. We're just going to take a second and remind everybody again that we are Carol and David. This is the Sexy Lifestyle, and we're having a great discussion with cannabis educator Laurel Hamilton. And coming up next is our favorite part of the show called Great Sex Matters. Stay tuned. Alrighty, I get to talk about hedonism. And um, I think this is going to be one of the last times we're going to remind everybody to sign up for their repeat offenders event, which is happening December 19th to 26th. You still have time to get some of the least expensive rates of the year to be at Hedo when, you know, it might be getting a little chilly and it might be a little snowy where you are. 
and you can get down there and have some of the amazing Jamaican food that they have there with Chef Anthony, uh, be there with some loyal and sexy and erotic guests, and be there and have some great fun with the sexy and erotic entertainment staff, of course, amazing Jamaican music, and um, you know what? We want to tell you that we're going to be there for 10 weeks this winter. We're going down there January 15th. We're going to stay all the way to March 26th. And we're going to be broadcasting on location a few times a week. We're going to do some Facebook Live, some Instagram stories. And so come on down. Come visit us. Uh, We want a whole bunch of people to come and be on our podcast, be guests, talk about your sex lives, talk about anything that you want. The most important thing is we can't wait to get back to our home away from home, which is hedonism on the Grill Beach in Jamaica. And for us, it's going to feel so good to be back naked on the beach. Mm-hmm. And just remember, you can always visit our website, thesexylifestyle.com, to stay informed about all the sexy and open-minded events that are happening in your area and around the world. Exactly. All right. Well, who are we? Oh, yeah. Sorry. I'm just thinking about being on the beach. Uh huh. You're lost in thought. Having sex on the beach, mm-hmm. not the drink. I know. You. Just fucking you on the beach. <laughs> so hot with the moon and the stars. Oh, I can't wait. All right, back to the show. Um, we're Carol and David. This is the sexy lifestyle, and now we get to talk about our favorite things, which is sex and sexuality, on our favorite part of the show, where we get to talk about great sex. I think I just spoke in circles uh-huh. there because great sex matters, and we all deserve it. And as usual. We're going to get a little personal with Laura and we're going to find out a lot about her sex life and how she gets to enjoy great sex because that's what it's all about. I just want you to tell us a little bit about um, your sexual evolution, how you grew up and how you discovered your sexuality and when you discovered great sex. When's the first time you sucked a cock? (laughs) All of that good stuff. Oh, wow. I mean, we're going back a few decades now with the blowjobs, but I I have to say... I think that I am quite a good blowjob giver. Okay. I, I pride myself on my oral mastery. Let's Ooh. put it that way. I'm up for a sampling. <laughs> I am David's a, volunteering. I am a great blowjob receiver. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That is such a... I don't know how we could explain that. You're a man. And that's, you know. <laughs> we practice all the time. You are amazing. But, uh, you know, as swingers, we're allowed going out there and experimenting and experiencing other sure. gorgeous women. For sure. I find blowjobs actually quite relaxing. They're like, it's like finding zen, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just, you know. I love it I, too. I have to say. Uh, but in terms, I was a really a late bloomer sexually. Uh, I thought that boys were dumb and, and icky uh, well well into like almost like 18, 19 years old. I just like, ew, boys are stupid. Um, so it wasn't until university uh, really that I uh, – Wow, that when I when it finally happened, I was like, "Oh, all bets are off now. The engine has been turned on," <laughs> and I I was quite voracious. No, you know. <laughs> and would you say? And would you say the sex you were having then was good sex, knowing what you know now versus what happened decades ago? Oh, it was shit. Exactly. It always oh, I'll tell is. You right now, it's all <laughs> shit. Uh, it, it was it was not until I, I ended up in Europe that uh, just because I was older and I had graduated from university and I was now uh, slinging my wild oats in Europe just after the communist revolutions. So I got to, uh, yeah, 
plow a few fields, mm-hmm. so to speak. And did you have <laughs> did you have a good mentor or somebody who taught you how to have great sex? Uh, uh yes. Um, there was one particular lover that I had who really allowed me to explore uh, different role playing, uh, you know, bondage, that sort of thing. Some outside of the realm of missionary positions and doggy style, Mm -hmm. something that really he allowed me to cultivate, obviously, in my own personality. I was always a very dominant personality. So, you know, hey, why don't you put on this leather dress and spank my ass? (laughs) All right. (laughs) Wow, that's a lot of fun. So now, yeah, exactly. Now that you're an expert in cannabis, I'm assuming that you're using cannabis to enhance your sexuality and enhance your sex life. Tell us a little bit about how it helps you to get stronger orgasms or feel more horny or how it works for you. Okay. Um, I, I have a THC-infused loop, loop that uh, takes about 15 minutes to absorb and... It really helps with uh, the sensitivity and the uh, wetness. I feel very flush, very horny. Like I need something to stimulate my clit right now or, you know, I'm going to start breaking some furniture. So (laughs) it's like I'm hungry and the, the pussy needs to be fed. And I use that. Um, I also use infused cannabis olive oil as both an edible and a topical. So if I wanted to feel horny, not just with my lube, but also a bit high, a bit, you know, naturally lubricated, I will eat some cannabis oil, take a couple of teaspoons uh, and give it about 45 minutes. And then it's like, all right, now, now we're supercharged, and uh, my toy better be uh, fully charged, or there's going to be hell to pay. Um, or I'm going to be like dialing up one of my booty call boys, going get in a taxi, call Uber, whatever. You got 20 minutes. Yeah, that's. So I, I have a, I have a question. So um, yes, in COVID, you've been on your own. You've been self pleasuring, masturbating, doing whatever. We had some ups and downs and breaks. And you're saying you have your booty calls, and I'm sure you still like your CBD oil sensation on your pussy and on your clit. Does it feel different when a guy puts his hard cock in your pussy and it's it's like primed with CBD? Like, I know that when Carol is ready to squirt, her pussy is very full and it, and it envelops my cock. Does, this, does your pussy do the same thing when you have a cock in it versus just masturbating? That's a good question. And perhaps I'm going to be texting one of my friends to, <laughs> to give, you, give you a more definitive answer. So if you give me, like, maybe later this afternoon, I can give you. Uh, <laughs> no, but does his more- cock feel more full in your pussy? Do you feel like it's larger or bigger? Um, I would. Um, wow. I would say no, because this guy's cock is huge. <laughs> well, so, that's a good thing. Well, we've got to try me. Oh, I know. <laughs> you guys are, when you guys are bragging about sex on the beach, I'm going to be bragging about this huge cock. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's okay. all good. Um, 
he he's quite large, so I'm glad that the uh, lubrication and the THC is helping me out with this the the pain and the stretching and like loosening up all the muscles because he's he's a big boy nice. and, and and it's it's sometimes it's hard actually to I to kind of get hard. in the right position because it's like oh my god you're a table leg uh-huh. so you know it, it's tough. Um, but yes, I, I definitely think that the potential is there for a cock to feel it's in a hot, wet place now, hotter than usual. All right. Love yeah, it. Love absolutely. It. All right. Final advice. Oh yeah. Let's, uh, usually we end our show with a little bit of advice that our audience could take home with them. So if you were to say, uh, or answer this question for women who want to try using cannabis products, if they have low libido or if they're using it for sexual, sexual enhancement, what would be the first few steps that they need to take in order to do it safely and effectively? Okay. Well, first of all, I, I would ask for anyone who is being new to cannabis, the safest, most effective way to try cannabis is as a topical because it's not going to get you mentally high. It can also address pain and, uh, pain issues for that particular location. And I would also stress that if this is something that you think could be related to a hormone uh, situation to speak to a medical practitioner who will be able to give you the proper dosage for treating the, the issue at hand. Um, if you're just looking at a sexual aid, I think topicals are the way to go. Edibles, please low and slow. Don't eat the whole chocolate bar. You're going to feel sick. You know, that's what's going to happen. You only need to eat one square at a time. Edibles take a long time to affect you. Topicals do not. Smoking is uh, not the best choice just because it's in, uh, you're incinerating things and you're inhaling smoke. But yeah, start with a topical or an edible, low and slow, and be patient. Great advice. Great, great advice. All right, Miss Laura, thanks so much for sharing all that great information. Why don't you take a second or two and tell everyone where they can find you and get your information, social media, website? Perfect. I can be found at womensexandcannabis, all one word, dot com. That's womensexandcannabis.com. I'm on Instagram, laurahamilton.cancan. And I'm on Facebook, Women's Sex and Cannabis, as well as for education, which is my, I'm a board member of a group of fellow cannabis educators and work on education, which is also on Facebook. Wow, that's terrific. And of course, if you missed any of this information, you just have to go to our website, thesexylifestyle.com, where every one of our guests, including Lola, is going to have a guest page with all their information. You can contact them. If you have any questions, you can contact them directly. Oh, yeah. Before we get to the end, we want to take a moment to remind you about our new partnership with altplayground.net. That's A-L-T playground.net. 
And if you're looking for an online, open-minded community and to find compatible people or events in your area, you should join altplayground.net. It's a lifestyle site that's expanding to include lots of amazing lifestyle resources that will connect you with other like-minded folks. Like us. Yeah. And remember to stay sexy and healthy and follow all the suggested protocols issued by your local health authorities. Wash your hands, avoid touching your face, and practice social distancing. And please wear a mask. Continue to listen to our show and visit our website thesexylifestyle.com and if you have any questions at all you can always send us an email at ask at carolyndavid.com well that's it for our show today laura hamilton thank you so much for being here thank you so much for having me it's been a pleasure and more pleasure to come hopefully absolutely (laughs) and like we do every week we thank all our listeners for being there all the time join us again next time for another hour of the sexy lifestyle talking about sex sexuality and all the fun ways to spice up your sex life well that's it everyone remember stay safe and of course stay sexy until next time Thank you for joining Carol and David for this week's edition of The Sexy Lifestyle. We've got another one lined up next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever. 